Are you ready to level up? I'm Michelle Johnson, a business coach, business owner, corporate manager, wife, mum, and a juggler of all the things. I would love to help you juggle all the things that are important to you. How do you stay calm, in control, and achieve your goals? Join me in the Mindset Corner. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mindset Corner. Thank you so much for joining me again. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to learn some valuable tips around your mindset. Today's episode is about starting your workday and how you can apply different tips to make sure you're as productive as possible and that you really achieve the things that you want to achieve out of your day. When you don't have a plan for your day, that's when things go a little bit pear-shaped. Well, it does for me. <laughs> and I often get to the end of the day and wonder like, oh, where did the day go? I was supposed to be doing all of these things that didn't eventuate. And I feel like I spend my whole day in this kind of reactive mode, like, oh, I got an email, I'll deal with that. Or, oh, my phone's ringing, great, I'll, I'll sort that out. And I kind of just let the agenda happen based on other people's priorities and whatever else is just kind of going on in the day. And the other problem is that I tend to choose the wrong work. <laughs> I don't want to be too hard on myself, but I tend to choose the things that are easy or fun instead of doing the things that are really important and the things that are going to move my business forward or move my personal life forward and help me achieve my goals. So when I actually take the time to think about my day at the start of the day, it means that I have a plan and I'm more likely to achieve my goals. And I'm also more likely to achieve the things that are the most important to me. If you start the day intentionally, it means that you're really being conscious about your decision making and choosing what's important to you rather than relying on habits or like unconscious processes that are really driving your behavior. So that means you're going to be relying on maybe old habits that don't really serve you anymore. Today, I'm going to share with you my top seven tips for making a plan for your day that's going to serve you. Seven might sound like a lot. Um, you can pick and choose whatever works for you here. These are the things that I find give me the most bang for my buck. So the first thing is that I sit down and I commit to three things for the day. These could be intentions for the way I want to act or who I want to be, or they might be actual tasks that I want to get done. What this does is it kind of limits the overwhelm at the start of the day. So often you have this huge things to do list and this big like um, run of time in front of you. And it can be really overwhelming to think about what needs to get done in that period. So if you just choose three things, it kind of limits that feeling and allows you to just focus on the most important things for the day. This process of setting intentions for the day or choosing your tasks, it helps your brain to be on your side because if you tell your brain what's important for you for today, it's going to keep bringing you back to those points and kind of looking for opportunities to make those things happen. So for example, if maybe one of my intentions for today is to look for opportunities to be generous and helping people, then when someone asks for my help, I kind of already know what I want to do with that today rather than pushing that aside for another time. And I know I will get um, that feeling, that sense of achievement and reward 
for doing that today. And I've made time to make sure that I can do that. So the other thing that the three things does is it stops me from doing what I, what I discussed earlier about choosing the easy things. So when you're forced to pick the three things that are actually going to move your business forward, it's often the things that are more difficult for you to get into action on. And by putting those things on your list, I kind of tell myself I'm not allowed to work on anything else until I've done these three things. And that also like gives me a bit of urgency to get started on those things and to make sure that I prioritize them and kind of clear out any of the blocks, any of the stories I'm telling myself about why I can't do these things. And I just smash them out first thing in the day. Um, if you want some extra tips on, you know, getting started with hard things, I would definitely recommend reading Eat the Frog, which is about doing the hard things first thing in the morning or eating a frog. <laughs> okay, so that's my first tip. Um, schedule or plan out your first and most important three things for the day. The second thing I would do, and this might be on the day or it might just be feed into the way that you organize yourself, is to think about blocking or batching your time and your tasks together. So what that means is that you gather your like tasks and put them into blocks. So for example, I've talked on the podcast before about your maker mindset versus your manager mindset. So maker tasks are generally more creative type tasks where you're actually delivering the service or, you know, doing the things in your business that's related to what you're selling. The manager side of the business is when you're doing, if, you know, if you had employees and you had a manager, it would be the tasks your manager would be doing in your business. So like overseeing results and looking at financial analysis and paying bills and things like that. So if you try to intermix those tasks, it can be really difficult for your brain to switch from one to the other. So by putting all of your more creative tasks together and all of your management tasks together, you can help your brain to stay in one zone and be more productive. The other way you could look at it is by splitting things into personal and business tasks. So again, you're not kind of switching between different realms of your life. Or you might think about tasks that require a lot of focus versus tasks that are more administrative. So like I know first thing in the morning is a good time for me to work on more focused tasks. So if I really need to concentrate on something and spend say an hour or two hours on one thing, I will be much more likely to do that first thing in the morning. Whereas if I leave that task and I try to do it in the afternoon, I know that I'm going to feel this resistance and that focus definitely won't come as easily for me. So that's point number two, time blocking and batching. Number three is to tell other people about your structure. Not everyone, but people who it's relevant for. So if you have a team, it's really important to share with them the way that you structure your day. For example, you know, from nine till 11, I generally will be focusing on tasks that require my um, attention and more like deep focus. So um, I won't be answering the business phone between nine and 11. So I'll be relying on the rest of the team to do that as an example. Um, the other thing that you can do is be really clear with your team about when and how they should contact you. So if you are having that focus time, they know that if they do need something from you, they can still send you a message or an email and then you'll get back to them 
at the end of that time, but not to expect you to respond during that period. And maybe also how to get in touch with you if it's an emergency. I definitely find to get the best out of my focus time, I need to like put my phone on airplane mode, turn all the notifications off on my laptop and turn, close all the other windows and just focus on the thing I'm focusing on so that I don't get distracted from it. Number four is to schedule in breaks. And this is really important because the idea here is really getting to know yourself and planning in line with what works for you. So sometimes you might like read about a strategy in a book or something and think, oh yes, I'm gonna do that. Like say the Pomodoro technique, for example, suggests that you work for 20 minutes and then have a five minute break. And you could definitely try that structure and see what works for you, but it's good to be flexible and think about how long should I work for before I have a break? Maybe your way of working and your flow lends itself better to like working for 50 minutes and then having a 10 minute break or working for 90 minutes and having a half hour break. Being conscious of when you should take breaks is really helpful for setting up your workday. So maybe just take some time at the end of the day this week to reflect on what worked and what didn't work for you. Did you take breaks? How long were the breaks? How often were the breaks? And did that make you more productive or not? Number five is to think about reward structures for yourself. So I was talking to a client the other day who was really excited to try this new sandwich at a coffee shop around the corner for lunch. And so I suggested to her that she structure all of the tasks for the day that she didn't really want to do into the time block right before lunch so that she was really motivated to push through all those tasks in order to get to the sandwich. <laughs> That's a really um, kind of surface level example, but you might be able to build in things like, you, you could sort of intertwine this with breaks so you could see your break as a reward. But I mean, breaks are also really important regardless of whether you're rewarding yourself. Um, but I know that, you know, if I want to, do some personal errands, if I want to do some online shopping, if I want to do um, quote unquote fun things, <laughs> it really helps me to make the most um, out of that activity by like pairing it with an activity that I don't want to do to really get me into action quicker on the things that I find more resistance on. Number six is that having a plan for the day helps you to beat procrastination. If you have a clear idea of what you're going to do, it's much more difficult to get distracted or to put things off because everything that you then sort of don't do then feeds into the rest of the day's plan and can make other things more difficult. So in order to beat procrastination, I would really think about your personal way of operating. So for example, I know that I'm really driven by a deadline. So when I'm planning my day, I think about how to create artificial deadlines for myself. So not things that are set by other people of when things are due, but how to actually get myself into action earlier based on my, my needs and not based on the needs of someone else. So just because something is due on Friday for someone else, I really might want to get it done on Wednesday to make sure that I have time for other things closer to Friday. So... What I do in those situations is try and create these like artificial deadlines. For example, if I commit that I'm going to go and pick up Charlotte from school at three o'clock, it means I absolutely have to finish what I'm doing at three o'clock. 
And so that forces me to get things done in a more efficient way. Whereas if I had all the time in the world and I didn't have any commitments in the afternoon, I would probably, you know, take until five or six o'clock to do the same task. Number seven is to think about an end of day process and preparing for tomorrow. It sounds quite formal, but this could be as simple as just writing down your three intentions for tomorrow at the end of today. Because sometimes it takes time to remember kind of what's going on and where things were at at the end of the day. So do tomorrow you a favor and think about what's important at the end of the day today. Because right now at five o'clock or whatever time you're finishing, you know exactly where everything's up to. You know what's important. You know what's going to be urgent. And so you can like prioritize quite easily and quickly at that time. Whereas when you walk in, to your office first thing in the morning, it takes a little bit of time to think about, okay, where was I up to yesterday? You sort of have a look around and it can be really easy to get distracted by the wrong things first thing in the morning. So I find if I don't have a plan or if I haven't kind of made a suggestion for myself the night before, I'm much more likely to fall into a reactive day where I sort of get there, open my computer, look at my inbox. This is a bad sign. <laughs> Never start with your inbox because this means that you're really just prioritizing what other people want from you instead of what's important for you. Note to myself in future episodes, I will definitely do a deep dive on inbox management. If this is something you're interested in, send me a message on Instagram and remind me that this one should be on my list because I think so many people just get overwhelmed and drown in their inbox when your inbox is really just a collection of the things everybody else wants from you. And it's up to you to decide how you respond to that. And I guess that feeds into what we're talking about today because it's about creating a conscious decision-making process about your plan for the day. So you are the boss of your own time. You can decide what's important to you. If you want to spend two hours, you know, watching something on Netflix as part of your day, that's totally fine as long as you have thought about when you're going to get done what's important. And maybe the time that you're really productive is at, you know, 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. Maybe you're more of a, a night owl. And so moving through a plan in line with your natural flow and your way of operating is going to be the most effective plan for you. Trying to, you know, pressure yourself into doing things that don't fit with that is going to create more resistance, make it more difficult to follow, and then you'll probably end up not achieving what you want to achieve. So these are some examples of things that I do, but I would love to know what you're doing in your day plan. Send me some photos of you planning on Instagram. I'm at the underscore mindset underscore corner. Let me know um, how you plan your day or send me some pictures of what you're doing. I would love to see and share it with the rest of our listeners as well. If you're really enjoying these episodes that have tips around time, you can download um, my top six tips around time from the mindsetcorner.com forward slash time tips. 
and I will put that in the show notes so that you can download. And that just has my top six strategies for managing time overall so that you can get a bit of a big picture view of what might be important to you and which areas you should work on in order to get a better outcome from your time and be more focused and not getting stuck in the crazy frenzy period. I hope you have a fantastic day and week and I look forward to sharing with you again next week. See you soon. Thanks for joining me today on the Mindset Corner. If you're enjoying the episodes, please share it with your friends on socials. And if you love today's episode, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you choose to listen. It really helps people find the podcast. If you would like to learn more, visit themindsetcorner.com. There you can check out my current five-day course, Lost to Mind Boss, which is always available for you to lift up your mindset to the next level. Okay, see you next time and have a fantastic day.